There's not just guys jumping off the ladder trucks, breaking windows everywhere because we're East Coast firefighters and that's what we do. What's up, my brothers and sisters? Welcome to the Fireground Fitness Podcast, where we talk about all things pertaining to life on and off the fireground. The views and opinions expressed are mine and those of the guest. Today's guest is a brother by the name of Pip, and I'm going to let him take the time to explain his name. But he uh, is a New Jersey firefighter. We have a conversation about firefighting. We talk about COVID-19. We talk about 555 Fitness, which is a great nonprofit organization. We also talk about a podcast uh, called The Size Up, uh, sponsored by National Fire Radio, what they're doing with that. Anyways, great conversation. Hope you have a little bit of time in your day to enjoy it. Pip, I appreciate you, you taking the time out of your life and away from your family to come and sit and talk to me about what you got going on. Uh, you have some really cool stuff going on um, with 555 Fitness and, and whatnot. But before we dig into that, tell tell us all a little bit about who Pip is and what your real name, what your real name oh, is. I can't tell you what my real name is, man. You would ruin the allure, bro. There's a lure about my name. What could it be? Unless you know me on Facebook, but uh, and dude, I appreciate you having me. You you really you really didn't take me away from my family because I'm just in the basement and they're upstairs. Um, <laughs> so, but it's nice because it's like you're. This is could be the first time. I'm I'm off this week from work, so the first time in, in about five days where we maybe haven't been on the same floor. And I asked them not to come down for like an hour, so I may actually get an hour <laughs> down here alone. Uh, day, I think I think we're at day fifty-two right now in New Jersey since this whole thing kind of kicked off. Right. Um, so fifty-two so, days. My my so kids have taken some rides in their car. We should <laughs> probably say that you know for somebody who's listening to this in the future uh, that sure. this is we're in the middle of the twenty twenty uh, COVID pandemic <laughs> and uh, you know Pip is on the East Coast and I'm on the in in Arizona and so we're we have these very kind of similar yet different experiences that are taking place with this whole quarantine and, you know, the COVID 2020 craziness. Yes. I keep forgetting. I just was on another, it's weird this week. I'm on a lot of other people's podcasts that uh, we were talking about people listening to old podcasts and having to remind <laughs> folks in case they're listening in three years. Right. Like this is what's happening today. Right. Context uh, matters. Yeah. And it's pretty cool to think about that. Like if you think about, like people listening to you in three years and still taking stuff away. Like that's, it's such a great thing to be a part of for me. Well, you know, I, I hope that people do come back and listen. Cause I think there's value in the information that we have today. And as things evolve and change, there's, there's still nuggets of information that are really important to take away. For sure. All right. So I never answered your question. Yeah, so so yeah. my, my <laughs> dodging, real name, dodging the question. Dodge, I dodged that question. It's, a, it's the most difficult one to answer. What's your real name, dude? So my real name is Robert Paparo, uh, but everyone just calls me Pip, uh, hence from my last name. Um, but uh, I am a lieutenant with the city of New Brunswick Fire Department here in central New Jersey. It's exit nine on the turnpike. Should anybody uh, know how to, to recognize things in New Jersey, central Jersey? Um, I Let's see. I have just about 25 years in emergency services. I started as a 16-year-old volunteer EMT. Um in Jersey. I worked as a dispatcher in Jersey. Yep. Yep. Right I'm uh so I'm a second generation firefighter for the city of New Brunswick. My father retired as our director uh several years prior to me getting hired. Um but uh so it was kind of one of those things where it's the something I've always wanted to do. So I started on the EMS end. I worked uh career EMS as an EMT and uh as a dispatcher for a few years uh before I got hired by the fire department. Um and then I'm kind of 
more well-known because I'm part of an organization called 555 Fitness. Um, and that is something that I got involved in. Uh, well, it's going to be seven years ago. Uh, yesterday, April 29th, uh, was our seventh year anniversary, which is kind of a cool thing. Nice. Um, so I, I've been a part of that since, not since day one. I did not start it, um, but I joined up a few months after it started. Nice. Um, and I've also and worked was... as a paramedic. Oh, sorry, I mean cut you off. Go ahead. So I was also a paramedic for six years too. So I did. Uh, I had a great time being a paramedic, but uh, it just uh, the the five 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 fitness thing really really took over. Let's say, and I just didn't have time on my hands to do everything. So yeah. Uh, but we run first responder EMS on my job, so we're all EMTs. Oh, okay. So it's a dual role, but it's first responder level. Versus, yes, we don't. Uh, yeah, yeah, we don't have a bus. Uh, so the the sure. ambulance is run by uh, the hospital, um, and we go on. Uh, well, we used to go on a lot of EMS calls. Uh, COVID nineteen response, we cut back um, our responses to what we go on um, to really only the most sick patients, um, and we still stayed with all motor vehicle accidents with injuries and uh, unresponsives, cardiac arrest, or uh, ALS without BLS, or vice versa. Nice. So I can't imagine the what. So what type of call volume are you running? Uh, so we do anywhere from like thirty two hundred to thirty five hundred calls a year as a department. Mm-hmm. Um, How many? I companies? work at twenty. Uh, so we have three engines, a truck, and occasionally a rescue truck okay. when we have staffing. Um, and a rescue in New Jersey is a rescue truck it has extrication tools. Uh, we yeah. do extrication, high angle. Uh, we have a boat. I wouldn't really call us a swift water team, but if you're in the water, we have a boat that can get you out with. Okay. Um, I said high angle confined space. Uh, we do not do trench or collapse. We call in other departments for that. Okay. So do you guys, uh, so you guys co-man that, I guess, and you stand it up when you have staffing or, or if you yep. get a technical rescue call, you, you go, you cross over, jump on it and take the rescue out. Yep, the ladder. Usually, the ladder truck guys will jump off. The back, the two back seat guys in the ladder truck will jump off and take that out to the call. Copy. Um, but you know, with, with with three engines and a truck, you know, you have to be fairly well disciplined in everything yeah. in order for us to get the job done. Um, mm. Because you never know who's going to be working where versus vacations and and things like that. So, right. um, it, it's definitely cool to be able to do all those things. Um, if I look back on life. Now, you know, I have 16 years in, um, I think I would have liked to have been in a little bit bigger department, mm-hmm. um, just for the opportunity, you know, with one ladder truck, there's only one officer on each shift that gets to work on the ladder truck. So, right. you know, right now I'm still the, I'm like a middle level, uh, officer, so I can't get back to the ladder type thing, but that's okay. Cause we still get to work with them on things. So, I mean, a high angle call for us or like right. a rope rescue, that's all hands. Everybody's helping on that. Right. Yeah, how do you guys how do you guys divide labor with ladder company? I'm thinking in our world, it's it's uh, ladder companies are doing forcible entry, extrication, of course, roof and ladder work, you know that type of stuff. Is that similar um, yeah. how you guys operate it? Yep. So technically, so the ladder officer and the ladder crew is in charge of the rescue. Um, so they'll do. They're the tech. They're the guys who would be doing the rescue stuff. Um, on a fire, we split it two and two. So the officer. And what we call the C person, the person that sits behind him, mm-hmm. uh, they are forcible entry and search and rescue. Uh, the operator and the D person are outside vent. Um, and it works really well for us to make that split. 
So it's it's good to have those uh, jobs yeah. already pointed out. Yeah. So everybody kind of knows that they're happening. And the outside vent guys, you know, we, we do vent enter search all the time. Mm-hmm. So they're they're also doing, you know, second floor searches and things like that, depending on what they find for the situation. Yeah. Well, so, hey, since you brought that up, let me ask you about that. So are you guys, um, I know there's been a lot of changes in the fire service with regard to uh, fire behavior, and we're talking a lot more about flow path and fire dynamics, et cetera. And part of that conversation is a dialogue about Venenor isolate search, right? VES or VEIS. And it's it's interesting to me because in my neck of the woods, we do not do that at all. And really? I, yeah. And I know back east, it's a very prominent uh, tool, right, that you guys yeah, use right on a regular. Sure. And I think it has a lot to do with the type of construction and the nature of your guys' structures, et cetera, and versus – you know, our wide yeah. open, big, you know, ranch style houses, et cetera. So I guess my question is, is are you guys moving into the VEIS? Are you guys, you know, are you guys kind of talking <laughs> about think, that or how's that being applied? Yeah. I mean, I think we've always, you know, once, so it started VES, Men Enter Search, and then mm-hmm. someone added the I, which was a really smart addition, right? Shut the door. Right. Um, that, that's, there's no fire in that room that you were just in. So shut the door. Let's make no fire go in there. Right. Um, and, and I know for me, you know, I've done, I've done the, that maneuver method, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can get that door shut, I'm going to get that door shut. Um, and we try to promote that as much as we can. Um, but there's just times where sometimes you just can't get that door shut, you right. know, or, or you can't find the door even, and you're not going in that. Far. Right. Which is um, where people, where the argument starts, right? With, Hey, if you create that vent and you go in there and you can't secure it on the inside, now we got a problem. Now we're screwed. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it's it's definitely a unique conversation, right? And yeah. so with that being the way it is, though, in in the way my department works, you know, we train and we teach. Listen, if ladder's there first, right? Ladder has no water on it except for two water cans. So that's all you got. You're going to do different maneuvers and techniques than you would if we arrive. You know, uh, I work in. Uh, my house is where the ladder is. So it's engine ladder rescue and deputy pulling out of there. So if we pull out right in front of the ladder truck, if I'm not reporting issues with getting water towards the fire, Mm -hmm. by all means, you know, that's where the wind is. If you're on a ladder alone and all you got is those two water cans and the engines are tied up and you're getting a mutual aid engine or, you know, the engines in traffic, they're not breaking any windows because they know what's going to happen with that. Right. Okay. So, so when we think in the fire service and in these awesome techniques that people come up with, it's always job specific to me. And it's something I think my department does really well. Like there's mm-hmm. not just guys jumping off the ladder trucks, breaking windows everywhere because we're East Coast firefighters and that's what we do. Wait, that, that sound bite right there. That's what you do. Is like, <laughs> <laughs> it's we, not well, what you qualify it's that. Not it's, what, <laughs> it's not what we do when the when there's not water right. going on the fire, well, right? You, like it's that. You said something that was really important right there, though. You said it was job specific, and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of change that into my language um, because when you say job specific, we don't call them jobs, right? <laughs> but I, but I get what you're saying, and what, you, when you, what you're saying is you have to look at what's happening on the fire ground and yeah. and behave accordingly, right? The the conditions drive your actions, and I think that's something that we. Uh, 
uh, it's really important to understand. And when guys get really critical about what other people's behaviors are, they take them out of context. So like the VEIS thing is completely out of context. A lot of the times, and people don't understand, like it's applied in certain, in the right conditions for the right reasons. Yeah, Yeah, it definitely is. And it has to be, and it's the same as, you know, now we're talking fire tactics, which I really like to talk about. So I don't get to talk about this too often. So it's fun, but you know, we, you talk about hit it hard from the yard type scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're going to blitz. You know, we we are a career department that shows up, you know, within four minutes normally the first new engine is on a scene because my city is only 5.5 square miles. Um, we do a lot of one-room jobs where we're able to pull an inch and three-quarter and put the fire out right. just because we're there so quick. Check. But I feel like we either do a one-room job or we pull off – and the entire house is lit somehow. <laughs> and I've been there. It's, 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 we had one, it, it's, it's all over the internet on video. It was two blocks from my firehouse at six 30 at night on a sunny night. People, mm. as we were getting dressed, right. People were stopping in front of the firehouse to tell us about the fire. You couldn't see the street. There was so much smoke. The whole house was off. Huh. If we blitzed that thing, because if we didn't hit it from hit it hard from the yard, we would have lost three other houses. Cause there were, exposures on both sides that were both in danger of catching um so that's the technique for where that or that's the 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 call the assignment for where that technique is required you know same thing if you only have two guys on an engine company showing up and your next due is maybe nobody that's what you're gonna do so i think when we think about firematics and we think about different techniques and different assignments and things we have to do it to that call specific that scenario specific right. to what you do we can't just go one way or the other right it's it's very interesting though and i've had this conversation a lot lately is that it's about uh there's a certain amount of uh, operational maturity that we that individuals bring to the game and as we are growing and learning in our careers we are learning how to apply our skill set Right. So when you're in the academy, you learn to pull the hose off and squirt the water at the, you know, the wet stuff goes on the red stuff. And it drives me crazy when I hear salty guys just use that euphemism and just throw that out there. Put the wet stuff on the red stuff. You have, there's a lot more to consider when you're talking about the, the context, you know, the operational context. Right. And so when someone's like, well, hit it in hard from the yard, you know, we're going to, you know, that's a, that's bull crap. We got to make a aggressive interior attack. And I, and I said, hold on, hitting it hard from the yard is aggressive. It's about applying all the different tactics you have at the right place at the right time. So you have to be smart and thoughtful and considerate about what's happening on the fire ground. And you have to do it fast and aggressive. There's no time for sitting around and waiting for a decision to happen. You got to make a decision now, but in order to do that, you got to know the tools you have available to you and apply them the right way. Dude, it's so, so true. I had, we had a, an abandoned go and we, I was on the truck and we pulled up and I told my operator, I'm like, get the buck, get the ladder up because I figured we're going through the roof with this. Just looking at, looking at the building where the fire was coming out. Um, the engine dropped the blitz line dumped water into where the window was we got a report of someone trapped on the second floor mm-hmm. so now we're like oh in an abandoned like of course here we go they knocked that fire out made a coordinated effort to not shut down the blitz line myself and the, the person that was with me are going to go up and see what's going on up there 
We went up, we found the victim in the next room, grabbed them, pulled them out. And as we were coming out, they were coming up with an inch and three quarter to put the rest of the fire out. Yep. Everything works in every scenario. You just need to know what to do and, and all these different options. You can't just limit yourself, I think. And right. I think that's what I love about this job is that it's always different. No two fires are the same. Yeah, and, you know, we I've often heard people say, hey, standard actions lead to standard outcomes. And I believe that's true. But there's this broad range. That doesn't mean you have one tactic for everything. It means there's a range of things that you can choose from. And you have to apply those standard actions, right, in the right place. So I think we're, even on the West Coast and the East Coast, it's the same. <laughs> the, the physics of fire Right? Doesn't change. <laughs> they don't change. Yeah. They don't that, change. That doesn't change. I'm very sorry. It yeah. Just, it's like your body. It just doesn't change. Like, yeah. but you said something too. Is that, did you call this operational maturity that you get in the fire service? Uh -huh. I like that one. I've never heard that before either. I, I don't know if I use it because it, it seems very smart and educated. <laughs> so I don't know if I want to use it. I'd rather just be like, we don't jump off the engine and break windows everywhere. But operational maturity, that's what you want a firefighter to do. You know, you want them to evolve and become operationally mature. Right. And that means that you still have growth. Yeah. Right. To me, like you're, you're, I'm always learning. I'm learning every day. And trust me, we've learned past 52 days in my department. We've had so many new orders come out and changes. Like it's just <laughs> in one shift, we've changed things five times, you yeah. know, but that's operational maturity. You have to learn to deal with those changes and keep moving forward. Cause that's your job. Yeah. So I know Jersey's been hit pretty hard, you know, speaking of, you know, changes and yeah. being flexible, you know, really been hit pretty hard with COVID stuff. You know, how is that? How are, how are you guys adapting to some of that stuff? Oh, my gosh. It's been an experience. And so I am in central New Jersey, so we were not hit as hard as northern Jersey. Um, although I have a lot of friends in northern Jersey, so I've, I've you know, been speaking back and forth. But, you know, changes started occurring pretty quick. Um, where, you know, we, um, we pulled back some of our EMS responses in my department to what we respond to, um, to make that change. So it's um, just, so the idea being just reducing exposures, reducing exposures. That yeah. was our first thing because, you know, I work for a smaller department and if we got hit hard with us going down and having to be quarantined, the cost to the city would have been through the roof you know, right. and, and trying to keep staffing levels up. Right. So they were looking to protect us to keep us at work, which is a great thing that they want to protect you, but they're also protecting you to keep you in harm's way. Right. <laughs> like, it's, right. It's, it's, it's like, Holy cow, this is what we're doing. So, so we pulled back those responses. Uh, we went to like almost a you're in the firehouse for 24 hours and, there's no training, there's no joyriding, no driver training. Right. Um, and you really didn't want to go out because you didn't know who was walking up to your, your apparatus, right? Right. Um, we went to masks 24-7 uh, very early, so we've been wearing masks in the firehouse. Um, Doing like a, and out like, on calls. like a courtesy mask, like just like a... Yep, a cloth mask. Yeah, yes. copy. Um, so cloth mask 24-7, no visitor policy. Yeah. Um, it's hard to remember all the orders that came out, even though we're doing them now, they become normal, right? Uh, we went to a very strict cleaning regimen, uh, four times a day, uh, all touch surfaces get wiped down. Um, so we're, we're cleaning way more than we ever were. Nice. 
and cleaning things that we haven't cleaned before, um, I think. <laughs> like, it's very odd when you're cleaning light switches and doorknobs, and it's like, I cleaned this doorknob. This is the third time today, and there's still dirt coming off it on this rag that I'm using. I'm like, I don't understand how this works. We only clean this once a day. Um, yeah, no visitors, uh, doors down. Um, it took us a few weeks to get thermometers in, but then we went to uh, screening everyone. So we get screened twice a day. Yeah. Start of shift and halfway through the shift, uh, everyone who comes into the building gets screened at any station. If they're like a vendor or someone doing work in the building, mm. are you um, guys? And it's, you guys. Wait, you said that. Say that again. You guys are doing daily screens. Daily screenings. Yeah, every yeah. morning you get before you come in, you get your temperature taken, and then uh, at eight o'clock at night, you get your temperature taken oh, again. Nice. Um, and then, of course, asking the questions, you know, do you feel, have any symptoms? Um, right. And we've been really fortunate. You know, my department is, uh, I can't tell you that that's definitely 100. We've had, we actually just had two retirements in the past two days. Um, but we've only had two positives. So that's been really, you know, two, I think the guys taking this seriously, yeah. you know, and really, and social distancing too. So that's a, a huge a huge that's been the hardest part of this in the firehouse yeah man i am a very uh huggy person you know high fives and hugs and and man it's been hard on me you know it's a very it's definitely a different you know behavior model i can't i'm struggling yeah i'm like alone i'm like alone in my office all day you know like i mean right you see other people but it's not like what it was you know it's just it's a very different so when we go back to that day i mean dinner we eat dinner separately now Oh really? It's not even doing stations. So in a in a in a strange turn of events in my department, my shift, not many people picked vacation days around now when we picked last year for this year. So we have been at like max staffing. Right. Like every day. Did your guys' organization come out and say, Hey, like any long term vacations are cancelled right now and we did not. It was spoken about. But nobody was on vacation uh, anywhere. Uh, well, on my shift, it didn't really make an effect. Yeah. Uh, another shift, a couple guys pulled back days just to help and put them later in the year because they had some people out on major illness just before this all started. Mm-hmm. So just to prevent anything bad from happening, uh, we were given that opportunity. You know, yeah. if you wanted to pull back a vacation day and switch it to help, you're good. But like my shift is like I was off on whatever day I was supposed to work this week, Tuesday, Yeah. Tuesday, I I was the only guy off on my shift. So I kept it hung at home with my kids. Yeah. Uh, But there were, we're seeing, we're seeing a similar thing here. You know, our organization, um, you know, sick leave use is way down. People are, you know, vacations are down. Everybody's, and partly because there's no travel. There's nowhere to go, right? You can't go anywhere right now. So, what am I going to do? Hey, go to work, right? So um, it's been really good to see people um, really digging in, really supporting the mission and, and being present, you know. And, no, and it, it is. It really is because we, we've had guys have babies, you know, yeah. like their wives have babies. So they get, you know, their normal time off. Right. Um, we've had a few people lose people. So they've been on bereavement leave. Um, but to see other people step up to say, like, look. I don't need this day. I'm not doing anything. I can use it later in the year. You know, it's actually, a, it's a smarter move to say, take it in the end later in the year, because you may be able to go somewhere for that day where you weren't going anywhere now. Anyway. So, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Trust me. Uh, it's, it's been five days or four days of homeschooling straight in my house with a nine and a six year old this week. So I would have much rather right. been at the firehouse. 
Yeah, well, and I was going to say that some of the sacrifice is showing up to work, right? Like we, the idea that um, you know, staying home with family and homeschooling is a massive strain on folks. It's a, it's a very different. Uh, it's a shift in the way we do business, right, in our lives, and that yeah. and that puts a big strain on people. And uh, one of the things that I started with 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 the guys that I work with early on is that we are lucky. We're lucky we get to come here. We're lucky, even though we're six feet apart, wearing masks, staring at each other, staring into each other's eyes because you can't see facial expressions anymore. We have to consider ourselves so lucky that we get to do this because and we're still collecting paychecks. Yeah. You know, and and we get out of our house and we get to kind of hang out. It's different, but we get to kind of do what we love. But call, I don't know for you guys, but our call volume is down significantly. Yeah, that is one of the biggest surprises to me is that our call volume has been down as well. And I, you know, I think a lot of that is attributed to people being scared and, and they don't want to, you know, they don't want to go to the hospital when normally maybe a, something that was a minor something or other, they would call because, well, I don't know, I need some help. I'll go versus now they're like, nah, forget it's not worth it. (laughs) They're actually reading the back of their CO alarm and they're like, oh, this single beep means I need a new battery, not, oh my God, there's an invisible killer in my house right now. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, Um, it's, you know, it's, it's a good thing. And then, you know, it's hopefully people are growing and learning a little bit and, you know, maybe these behaviors will carry over into the, uh, into the new age as we uh, come out of this. Only time will tell. And that's, that's it. I've been trying to stay as positive as possible, you know, trying to learn new things, trying to spend more time with my kids, you know, value this time we have projects around my house. Um, because that's kind of part of with five, five, five. And then with, with starting the, the podcast, the size up, like I've kind of become motivation for other people that I didn't even know are out there, you know, thanks to the internet. Right. Um, and I gotta say it's, it's been hard. Like, <laughs> and I've had, I call them peaks and valleys uh, on another mm. podcast, like a week or two ago. And it's like, they can change though in 10 minutes because, you know, 10 minutes, I'm having a good time with my kids. <laughs> Someone calls and says, this person's positive, And now you're back down again. You know, then right. you're back up in the gym. And then, I don't know, you just have bad news. But if you can just stay positive overall and find that silver lining in everything, it's been working for me. Yeah. Well, I think I think having a, a well, you know, a growth mindset where you're like, hey, man, there's there's an opportunity in this this is a, an opportunity for me to have dinner with my family more frequently. It's an opportunity for me to spend more quality time with my family. There's a lot of benefits that can come out of this craziness and this different, you know, the shift in our communities, you know, for example, <clears throat> uh, Oh crap. I had a really wonderful example and I just forgot it. Uh, no, no worries. My, my big guy just came downstairs and uh, he, in the world we live in, someone we know is making masks and they made him a kid sized mask. So he just came down wearing it. So he's like a ninja staring at me right oh, now nice. with his mask on. <laughs> Who is it? It's a nightmare before Christmas mask. Awesome. Shout out. Shout out the tiny rocket designs. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Hey, um, so it, it, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no. Like it's things like that, you know, like little things like that, like friends helping friends, neighbors helping neighbors. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to neighbors. I've lived in my, my house for two years now. And I live in a pretty friendly community, but like I'm definitely talking to way more people <laughs> than I ever have before. Interesting. 
you know, I think it's, it's, there's other, you know, other kind of crazy effects, right? So people who are playing club sports are not going to those sports anymore. And so what are we doing? Well, dad, take me out of the park. Let's throw a ball or let's, you know, go into the gym and work out together. Whereas you wouldn't have had that opportunity before. And to me, that's a, a huge benefit and opportunity. You know, my, my kids are both home from college, you know, show my age a little bit. My kids are both home from college. So they're hanging around. Well, what are we going to do? Well, we sit around and have these crazy conversations about politics and about work life and, and what they're studying in school. And these are conversations we would never have otherwise had um, if we didn't have all this time on our hands. And so that is a, a, a really cool upside to some of the difficult situations that we're experiencing. Yeah, man. One of, one of my best friends on, I just, on the re- most recent episode of the size up that came out, uh, Bobby is a flight nurse out in Ohio and her two daughters are middle school and high school mm. and there's three sport athletes and now they don't have their sports. Right. And that's what they've done for a very long time. You know, they're, they're very competitive girls. And she's like, now I have them. And she's like, they lost their outlet. So yeah. she's been working out and she has always worked out with them, but she's like, we're working out together even more. You know, because right. they need that and they're seeing things and learning things from me that they're like, Mom, I didn't know you could do that type stuff, you know? <laughs> and no, it's awesome. That's a fantastic. So you've touched on it a couple of times, so let's dig into it a little bit. Tell me, um, talk to us about 555 Fitness because I, that was part of the reason I, I reached out to you originally was what you're doing there is really cool and I want you to share it with uh, everybody. For sure, man. And that's that's kind of it. You know, it's turning a negative into a positive is what 555 Fitness is kind of based off of. Um, we started seven years ago uh, yesterday, April 29th. Happy anniversary. Um, as a Facebook page. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Facebook page started by a captain out of Fort Worth, Texas. Um, and he basically was tired of seeing year after year the leading killer of firefighters be cardiac related disease. Um, and so he started this Facebook page and he was putting out different workouts and basically pictures of fire porn and asking, are you fit enough to do this job? Mm. Um, and it really resonated with me because I was into fitness. Um, I was into CrossFit at the time pretty heavily and the workouts he was putting out were kind of like CrossFit esque. He was doing uh, honor wads for the 343 firefighters lost on nine 11 um, so I was jumping into those pain cave things like crazy because that's just right up my alley for a workout. Right. And what, what happened was I, I started kind of complaining about his workouts <laughs> because and like typical Jersey guy, right? Like, you know, we, we, we jump off the ladder truck and break windows and we also complain about everything. Um, but I wasn't complaining I think that's pretty universal of firemen, actually. I would say. The complaining? Yeah, oh. I'd say there's that. That picture, what is it, like, firemen, like, we complain about the way things are and change or something like that, right? Yeah, the two things that we that we hate most. Yeah, change complain and, the most. Yeah, change yeah. the way it is. <laughs> That's it. So, but my complaint was like, dude, you're putting out these great workouts with rowers and barbells. And I'm like, I work in a firehouse that was built in 1924 in New Jersey. Our, our barbell is bent. We don't have a rower. You know, I do body weight workouts at work. I do workouts with with dummies and hose you know if you want to attract firefighters you should start doing things like that right well that turned out to be either the best comment of my life or the worst comment (laughs) of my life because over time we developed a a bit of a friendship online my wife calls it a bromance 
Oh, and in December of that year, he asked me if I wanted to help him with 555. Um, so I started the Instagram page and putting out body weight workouts over there because that's what I was doing. And we decided, well, if I didn't have good equipment in my firehouse, maybe a lot of firehouses don't. Let's become a not-for-profit. Let's give away a fitness equipment grant. And let's change that line of duty death number. Nice. So, yeah. And, and mind you, we had no idea what we were doing when we decided all this, <laughs> like at all. Um, so we recruited a few other friends to help with getting the website up. Uh, we got a T-shirt design. Uh, I made some connections to some fitness companies that were willing to help us out with equipment. Uh, we raised money. And in June of that first year, we gave away our first fitness equipment grant uh, up in Stevenson, Michigan, to a small volunteer department. I think we had like 28 departments apply. Um, and we've kind of grown from there. And it's really been a crazy seven-year ride. <laughs> I, you know, that is so cool to me. I, what I love about that most is that the, you know, we talk about the brotherhood. Right. And we talk about this family in the fire service. And to me, that is such a, 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 a huge, um, that is such a huge give to the brotherhood, right? This isn't about you guys. This is about you saying, man, there's firefighters out there. They're dying. Um, because a, they don't know what to do. B, they don't have the equipment to do it. And you know, what is going to be the catalyst for change? You know? That is it. <laughs> and you can sit in your own firehouse and you can sit in your and come in and show up to your own shift and your own in your own station and do your own thing. But are you are you and you're setting an example for those people, but can you reach out and can you shake the tree a little bit and help other people make change? You know? Or are you just sitting there by yourself doing your own thing and helping only yourself? I don't even know if at the time any of us knew that we were actually doing that. Right. Mm -hmm. We just knew we were like, this is what we like to do. And let's see if there's some other people out there just like us. <laughs> and it turned out that there were. And we yeah. found them on the Internet through social media. And, you know, it, it, this hasn't come without controversy at all. You know, oh, really? when it comes to when, so. when you talk, oh, my God, <laughs> you talk about the brotherhood, um, you know, oh, you're only in this for yourself. You know, look at me. I'm this famous fitness guy on the Internet. You know, yeah. some people don't see, don't see it. And they didn't see the mission. You know, uh, I've been accused of, of wanting to shut down the volunteer fire service because like, God forbid, a volunteer should be in shape. Um, <laughs> and, and the same is on the career side where it's like, well, you want to take guys jobs. <laughs> like, I don't want to take guys jobs. I want them to be able to live a long life and, and collect the pension they talk about all the time. Yeah. And like on the volunteer side, I'm like, I, 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 you're, you're doing this for free. I want you to be healthy and not get hurt doing this and not possibly lose your life because you can't, you're not working out. Right. Um, and with five, 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 we've met so many amazing people. And, and I feel, I do, I feel like a tool saying this man, but like literally I just released it today. My last episode of the size up was with 10 five 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 fitness team members that were all going to be at fdic last week together oh. and each one of our stories is different because we all come from different parts of the country you know we all come from different jobs different uh departments different everything different points in our lives but their stories are everyone's story 
you know, like everyone can resonate with the fact that they realized, hey, I have to be healthy to do this job. And that's been the main point of 555. Right. You know, uh, if you're healthy in some way, shape or form, you're going to be better at this job. You're going to have a better outcome on the end of it. You're going to be just better overall. It's not just about the job. It's about your life, you know? Yeah. It makes me wonder if people are lashing out at you because of their own insecurities, right? They know they're out of shape. They know that they need to be in shape and it's freaking hard, right? Getting, getting the beach bod that you had when you were 17, 18, 19 years old is not easy. And you know, you reach a point where you just give up, right? And you're like, I can't do it. I'm not going to do this anymore. And that's the, that is what we're pushing back against. And if that makes you feel like we're, that somebody is trying to take your job, well, maybe you need to step back from the emotion of that and think about what's really going on in your head, right? Like what are, what are you, what are you really afraid of? And be honest with yourself in that analysis. Don't make, don't poke, don't poke holes in Pip's boat. Who's just out there trying to share something with people. Um, that to me is so ridiculous. The, uh, and, and so my, my answer to that too, because yeah. again, you know, it's been, it's been seven years. So I've, I've, I've heard a lot, let's say, and I've, I've uh-huh. met a lot of folks and things like that. But you know, my, my answer to that one is, dude, I'm afraid of all this stuff too. You yes. know how hard it is for me to walk out in my garage in New Jersey when it's 10 degrees outside. So maybe it's 22 in my garage and yeah. do a workout. You know how much I would rather sit on the couch and drink yes. beer and watch Netflix. Right. Maybe I've been doing that a little bit more lately than regular, <laughs> but I'm still working out. But all these challenges are the same. And yeah. I, I wish I had a number to say this. I don't, but I've worked out with so many different people around the country. And a lot of them are like, dude, I'm so afraid to work out with you. And I'm like, why are you afraid to work out with me? I suck. Like, I'm going to work just as hard as you are. This is me versus me, and yeah. it should be you versus you, right? Not us versus each other. It's cool to, to compete. I'm all about fun stuff like that. Yeah. But really, it's me trying to make myself better. And you learn so much about yourself. And I think they're just a little scared. They're scared to find out what they're going to learn about themselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a that's a very good point, right? There's this idea. It's about it personal insecurity. I I, I think I was. That's exactly what I said, right? Yeah. It's it's this yep. idea that I'm afraid of looking stupid in front of you, and and I, you know, I, in uh, back in '07, I started putting out some some training information and in, on my blog. It was just workouts, and I was you know I was like, hey man, guys need just something, right? Something that's kind of job specific and tailored toward the work that we're doing. So I started pushing information out, and when guys would rove in, so we have a big pool of transient employees, right? So we'd get guys coming into my firehouse, and I'm like, all right, hey, we're gonna work out. Let's go to the gym, and and you know we would crush our souls, and uh, and and part of it, guys, some guys would be like, nah, man, I'm out, I'm not interested. Well, just come in the gym. You don't have to do what we're doing. Just come be with us. Let's let's do this together. But there's a but I get this idea that hey, if I start to move the needle, um, I'm gonna have to stay on that. Otherwise, I lose. I'm gonna lose something if I don't stay yeah. there, right? So if I break the, it's easier just to do nothing because if I do something, that means I got to keep moving forward. And um, there's a lot of fear and that uncertainty of what's going to take place. And I think too, a lot of the fear is like it's that fear of the unknown. Right. So and I think you and I may have talked about this because this podcast has been going on for like six months. We just haven't ever recorded it. It took 
the global <laughs> pandemic, I guess, to get us together. Like, whatever, right. For whatever reasons, I got overtime, you got overtime, you got transferred, whatever it was. But I think we talked about this, that I got asked uh, in my our last rookie class, um, if you're an instructor, they ask you to, to teach days. And I got asked to teach on a, a ground ladder day. And I'm like, oh, cool. And then I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, uh, yeah, been assigned to engine for the past uh, four years, pretty much exclusively. Not really sure the last time I threw a ground ladder. Um, so I'm like, Let, let's go out and do some training today, boys, with my engine company. And they're like, we're going to throw ladders. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I can't be showing up in this rookie class. You know, like I'm right. supposed to show them how to do this. And it's been a minute for me since I've done it. Not that I can't. But I definitely didn't remember the book throws that they taught you. Right. But I needed to go through those reps again. And I think with fitness, it's the same type of theory. They're very afraid of what could happen in there. And if you leave it like an open environment, like 555, like all are welcome type thing. And I know it sounds so cheesy, but, you know, we try to put workouts out that have appropriate scales to them. So, you know, if you can't do push-ups, do them from your knees. If you can't do them from your knees, do them right. from the wall. Right. You're still doing better than the guy on the couch. Yeah, the dude who's, who's sitting in the recliner doing diddly squat, you know, watching Netflix or doing whatever or checking his phone, right? That, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. You got to move. You got to go do something. And, you know, I will tell you this. This last couple of years, I've had some serious uh, medical issues that have slowed me way down. And I've had to redefine who I was as an athlete and as a firefighter. And and the biggest thing for me, though, Pip, I'll tell you, man, was just recognizing that I needed to keep moving. It's been hard, right? And yeah, it's, and it's, it's 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 it makes me insecure because who I was or who I who I who I thought I was, uh, I'm not that guy anymore, right? I'm a my my body's in a different place. And so, what am I going to do? Nothing, and just rot and get and get sad um, because of the changes that I'm going through physiologically and the adaptations I have to make to the way I move. Uh, no, do what you can, right? That's it. Because if yeah. I do nothing, it's not going to go well for me. That much I know for sure. <laughs> One so. of the best things, like best compliments I get with 555 is always thank you. People say thank you mm -hmm. for doing what you do. And then mm -hmm. it's an amazing, uh, an amazing compliment. Um, but when you get people tell you their story mm. and the fact that, you know, they were just scrolling, surfing Instagram or Facebook one day or YouTube and they came across us or someone in their department told them about us. Um, and then they tell us their story. And I mean, we probably get one a week between one of the platforms at least. That's awesome. And you're like, man, I always feel like, and I've said this a lot throughout the years of doing this like i'm always like i i'm giving this up this is my last year i'll pass it to someone else or maybe like my last minute because i'm so fed up with something or another because it's it's not just a not-for-profit it's a business that i have to run as well with this so it's not just the fun stuff you see on social media right but the second i'm like that and i'm down in the dumps and like you know we lost a, a fitness contract or, or i don't know something happened i get one of those messages where it's like thank you you know I saw your page and it really sometimes has nothing to do with me. It's the organization, yeah. you know, it's the people that represent us right. and that's that brotherhood. And dude, I've met literally the best people ever because of five, five, five fitness. And I get to call them my friends, my family now. And it's, 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 it's been a cool ride for sure. Yeah. That's really awesome, man. I, I think, you know, it's really, it's really, uh, 
cool when you peel back the curtain and you recognize that there's that, that in the fire service we are truly a cross section of the community volunteer professional whatever we are all Black, white red male female yeah man. whatever you want to call it man. exactly it. we're and, all there and every one of us are just we're just people and so it's it's about you know serving the community and and also serving the internal customer right the firefighter and yeah. and helping one another be more effective and more successful and you know cuz hey man if you're if you have an mi and die then you can't do your job no it seems kind of silly no and dr- silly kind of dramatic and silly but if you're if you're out with a with a heart attack what good are you to anybody so and, and you've just you've just created more work for everyone around you yeah. Yes. Exactly. Like, and if it goes, if it one? happens on an incident, yeah. man, heaven forbid, right? And if it happens right? at home or whatever, like it's a big. The consequence of it is huge. So, um, so anyways, I so encouraging so, people it, to get out there and do it is huge, man. It's so important. An, an analogy that I use, and this goes police, fire, EMS, military, you know, lifeguards. I don't care who you are, anybody, emergency service provider. Yeah. You know, the day we swear that oath. You know, the day we, 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 we join up, whatever we do, we don't get superpowers. Your body's still your body. Like you don't get, you're not bit by a spider or there's no gamma rays or anything like that. I've been, I've been praying for that my whole life. To be bit by a spider? <laughs> yeah, or? man. I want my Spider-Man powers. I definitely want Hulk powers. I think it'd be awesome to Hulk out. Cause I get really pissed off sometimes. So I think it would be better if, you know, my little five foot one self just wasn't bad when I'm pissed off. Might've won some bar fights back in the day too. But, you know, when you think about that, we don't get those powers, right? right? We just sign up to do a very dangerous job, a very stressful job. I mean, again, with 555, we started it because we like to work out. And now we talk about, you know, uh, sleep deprivation, mm-hmm. talk about mental health, talk about substance abuse, talk right. about injury prevention. I mean, a, a healthier employee is a happy employee, you right. know? Yeah. And there's all these different facets to it that look, man, when, when two bros who like to bro out in a gym together met online, we never would have thought we'd be where we are today. Yeah. <laughs> right. Two dumb firemen is what I say. This, this is what you get. Like we didn't walk into a bar. We met online, but, um, <laughs> Hey, it, that's how people a, meet nowadays. It is. It is really true. We were a little ahead of the curve. I feel like uh, right. we were there before, you know, there was swiping right and all the things those kids are showing me at work. The rookies show me. Cause I don't do that. You know, like I just, I see them do it on their phones. Um, but, uh, I, I always made the joke. You could find us on all the social medias, uh, except the, the, the dating Tinder. apps. We stay off those. Yeah. We're off Tinder, no Tinder, no grinder for us, but we're everywhere else if you need us to be. Right. Well, so speaking of that, if somebody is, uh, needs some equipment in their organization and, what is the process for applying for a grant? Sure. So again, uh, being we're, we're just dumb firemen and we're still figuring this thing out. It pretty much changes every year. Um, although this year we seem to be going off the same, the same way we went last year. Um, a firefighter out of Denton, Texas, CJ Hilliard is our grant coordinator. Um, and again, she started as a fan just like I did. Um, and she is on point with this thing, dude. She's got, the application down. She just put out a checklist for things you need. Um, so this year uh, we had planned on giving out, awarding our first grant in April. Um, when everything happened with the pandemic, we put that on hold and we just this week announced that we are going to make that grant winning announcement on May 15th. 
Um, so departments that applied for grant one, uh, they're in the running for one on May 15th. Also on May 15th, we're going to open up our application process. And the application is not hard. We're a privately funded grant. So it's not like uh, a FEMA grant where you're like filling out paperwork on top of paperwork. Right. Uh, we have a small application. Uh, we do ask that a waiver be signed because that's the way society is. When you're giving someone someone, you have to have a waiver signed. Uh, we ask to see pictures of what your current gym looks like just to make sure, you know, we're not giving someone with every piece of equipment in the world more equipment because that's not <laughs> what they need to make it better. Right. Well, give and me trust the- me, we've seen we've seen some global gyms come in in pictures. I'm just saying. Well, give me an example of like somebody in the past who's been awarded in a grant and, and what you've kind of what you've done for them what's in the, was it look oh, like so so the so the grant packages um they consist of you know over over seven years we've worked with a few different fitness companies but we've really come into ones that uh we've been with for the past few years and what we try to do is we try to give a nice well-rounded bit of equipment um so every grant gets an assault bike Right. An assault bike is very small. It's on wheels so it can be moved. Yep. It's a great piece of cardio equipment. <laughs> no it is the devil's tricycle. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot break it. There's no motor to break. Right. It's just chain driven and you're the motor. Yeah. So it's going to last for the fire service. So everybody gets an assault bike. Are, are you a fan or not a fan of the assault bike? <laughs> oh, no. Who, me? Yeah. Uh, no, I yes. think it's a tremendous piece of equipment. If you want to do interval training or any kind of high intensity intervals, oof, it'll it'll blow you up. It's fantastic, dude. I just so today in in workout one of my day today, I did a workout. It was uh, five sets. It was sixty calories each set, and then one to one rest. So however long you rode is mm. how long you got to rest. Uh, and it was pretty horrible. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> I still have another workout to do. So if I keep talking, I can, I can get more rest time before my second workout today. Um, but you know, we get a salt bike. So nice. you get a salt bike. Uh, we've hooked up with brute force sandbags for the past four years. So you nice. get a compilation of sandbags again, another versatile tool in the fire service. Yeah. Um, and, and they're very functional, you know, they're very much lifting odd objects is what we do in the fire service. So, yep. so why not give those away? Yep. And I know there's um, all kinds of resources out there, but if you go to, uh, firegroundfitness.com, there's a couple of videos on there with sandbag workouts. Just saying. Sweet. I mean, sandbag from, workout, they do back the in first, the day. Listen, man, back in the day, I've been on that sandbag now for like five or six years nice. and it still humbles me. 50 pounds of sand. 50 pounds of Jersey beach sand humbles me all the time. Like, yep. Hey, one of my, one of my favorite dumb workouts that we, we uh, developed back in the day was we would take uh, a sandbag and the biggest one we had was a hundred pounds. And the idea was to move it one mile. And every time you had to put it down, uh, you had to do burpees. So it was ridiculous. So we would go out to the local high school that was not far from our station and take it for a run. <laughs> and we had we had a bunch of sandbags that we had built out of sea bags, military sea bags. And we filled yep. them. We built, you know, took regular sandbags, loaded them up, tied them off, tuck, duct taped them, and then threw them into this sea bag with an old blanket and created this big, obnoxious duffel sandbag. And holy mackerel, that thing was miserable. And, uh, and sandbags have come so far in the, in the world. And, uh, the brute force bags, not trying to do a commercial form, but they're great bags. 
And uh, <laughs> they do hold up. They definitely hold up. They're great bags. Sure. And, and another company, to not to go off the rails, but another company called Alpha Strong. Um, we got some bags from them that I had at my firehouse. And I had them at the firehouse for about 10 years. Uh, and they're still going strong. Damn. They awesome. Get, they get beat. The stuffing gets beat out of them. And they, I'm like, do we need to add sand to this thing yet? Like, no, it's not, it never leaks. It's just bomb proof, man. So, and I know I've heard. Do you that, get, have, have you gotten the dust? Like when you slam it down, yes, and all of a sudden yeah. you're like, oh, sand's leaking, but it's because you've pulverized the sand yes. inside the bag. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you do get that little bit of leakage that comes through the fiber, right? Just through the, the yeah. pores of it's the cause bag. You've, it's because you've pulverized sand from working so hard. <laughs> How crazy is that? Yeah. That like you, because like, I mean, I've, I've replaced my sand a lot, but like, yeah, you could possibly do that. I never would have guessed that in my life that right. that could happen. Yeah, just rock crushing at the fire, and it's it. like base level. So yep. that's a, so that's a really cool. So, anyways, huge fan of sandbags, and so, yep. the, so as part of your package, that's great. Yeah, yep. that's a great. You're gonna sort sandbags, and they're so safe. You know, um, right. like you drop. I, I teach when I teach classes, and I have a sandbag with me. I throw fifty pounds of sand on my feet, and I'm like, "Look, I'm good to go." Take a fifty pound dumbbell, throw <laughs> that on your foot, right? And that's Doctor Summer off, right? right? Like, and it's not gonna feel good either. Um, so we, we try to stay, um, so we give the, the sandbags just for that whole, like, uh, scalability factor with them. Right. Um, this year, our friends at Beaverfit, who we've worked with in the past, uh, they're, we're getting a, it's called a TGB from them. It's a tactical gym box. Hmm. Um, if you go on 555.org, you'll see what it looks like, but oh. it's basically a steel coffin on wheels. Okay. And it turns into a pull-up bar, squat rack. Uh, like bench press bar um, and also has room for a battle rope kettlebells and everything folds into that. So you can store it someplace when you're not using it. Oh, cool. So if you think like a station with limited room, now you can store everything, you wheel it out, you set it up in 10 minutes and you, and you go to work. Nice. Uh, oh, that's cool. See now. I look forward to checking that out. Never seen one of those. Before. Yeah. Hey, you got me on point. I should just jump on the internet, but we're also our friends at fire science, nutrition, donate a bunch of product to the winner. Um, our friends at fit Aid are donating a bunch of product to the winners this year. Um, crossover symmetry is donating a, a complete crossover symmetry system, which is a band system. Okay. Um, it is great, great for working out, but really great for warming up and almost rehabbing. And when yeah, we first met and- them, I, I was bringing mine to work. And one of my guys was like, Whoa, those were the exercises I did at physical therapy after my shoulder surgery. Right. And he's like, why are you doing those? And I'm like, so I don't need shoulder surgery. <laughs> <laughs> well, they call it prehab, right? So you yeah. do that part of that warm up, and yeah, that's good stuff, man. It's an amazing. So, so one of those, uh, also a, a hypervolt gun, two hypervolt guns oh, are going right. out this year, nice. um, which is just nice, nice little thing. So it's cool. Like I said, the, the products kind of change every year because it depends on, on which companies can really help. Um, but this year we got a really nice package. And also for the first time, we're also providing education with this year's packages. Um, so our friends at O2X Human Performance mm-hmm. have offered two seats to one of their five-day wor- or four-day workshops. Um, travel is not included, but the seat alone is about $1,500. Wow, that's so, awesome. Yeah, and O2X is doing some amazing things when it comes to changing the culture and the fire service with the departments they work with. So we've been really honored to, to be really good friends with them for the past three years or so. Um, so it's, it's, 
it's cool, man. It's this year is a big one. This year is a lot of equipment we're able to give out. So oh, I'm excited to cool. finally get to do it because it was a bummer because we were ready to give it out at FDIC. So, you know, I get we get the largest amount of people together right. to kind of say this yeah. is who the winner is. Right. Do and a big do a big powwow. And yeah, that's it, man. We, we were we had some of our cool sponsors like MSA and Zoll and Dingus Fire, you know, mm. first on socks. They were all going to be there. So we had everybody in one spot, everybody ready. And then we got nope <laughs> <laughs> yeah so Dang, we'll virus jamming stuff up yes uh, viruses but may 15th so may 15th we announced that and the application opens um another cool thing that we've kind of grown to is that it's not just fire departments anymore um fire police ems dispatch centers have applied uh hmm. lifeguard stations have applied um wildland stations can apply so really anyone in the United States, who's in the emergency services can apply for this grant. Right on. Let me ask you, so I'm going to flip this on you. If somebody wants to support that cause, how, can they do that? Is there a mechanism uh, so they, for them to donate money or to contribute in some way? So we definitely have a donate button on our website. Oh, okay. Um, over the years, we have done our own fitness apparel. Uh, we've kind of gotten away from that, but we're starting to get back into it slowly. Um, we have companies that support us. So born primitive is a fitness apparel company. Um, and they have a thin red line fitness apparel line. Cool. Um, and 25% of each of those sales gets donated to five, five, five. Um, West broad apparel is another apparel company. They make hats with five, five, five on it. Um, first on socks has a complete line of socks that say five, five, five. Um, so supporting those companies is, right now the best mechanism uh because to be honest with you you know the the not-for-profit world is an interesting place Hmm. um i I can say that being in it now for a long time for sure and you know everybody's dollars are important to them so when you want to donate your dollars to something you have to make sure it's the most important for you and as 555 has grown we've kind of gone away from saying hey just give us your money we want to be able to provide you with some something back in return for that and that's what those companies that that support us do you know so we'd rather do it that way than just go out there and say hey give us your money but if you have a lot of money we'll take it <laughs> just just say like right just on. have a lot laying around man we would right. gladly take it and to throw in a t-shirt <laughs> i could throw in some t-shirts with that too and for it's cool sure. too you know, when I, when I speak about this, too, and our, our growth, we have some amazing corporate sponsors like MSA Fire Safety. I mean, those guys, that's a humongous company in the safety world. Right. And they support us year after year. You know, Zoll Medical, um, another humongous medical device company, and they support us year after year. So it's cool to see companies within the emergency services wanting to support the people who they make products for. Yeah. Because I'm not out there telling you wear an MSA air pack because I don't wear them at work. We wear the other brand of air packs, but MSA knows that they want me to be a healthy provider. So that's why they support five, five, five. Wow. That's awesome, man. What, um, you mentioned earlier that you're doing a podcast. Um, where, what is that podcast? What is it? What's the mission? What are you doing? <laughs> so it's, uh, it's called the size up. Um, it's put out by national fire radio. Uh, it's another podcast, um, that's out there now. I'm on episode six. So you can find us on, uh, on Instagram at, uh, it's at the underscore size underscore up. Um, and it's really just all about telling people's stories and kind of sizing yourself up 
you know, all my guests go on and they tell their story about how they size themselves up to make themselves and those around them a better person. I love it. Um, so it's, it's a cool little project that's kind of just starting, just starting to take off a little bit more. Um, I, I will say this, it's much easier to be a guest on a podcast than be the host of the podcast. <laughs> I know, right? Here I am over here sweating my, my butt off trying to host this thing. It's, it's horrifying. I'm having a blast. Dude. I've been, I've been on my balance board. I've been doing squats while we're talking, walking around my basement. When I'm the host, I'm like, oh my God, did I just, did I just F that up? Oh my God, what did I just ask? Amy Freeze, the news personality. Like, <laughs> In my mind, it's, it's the most stressful thing I've done in, in a very long time. But, you know, I wouldn't be the host of the size up if it wasn't because it's a new challenge. Right. Right. And that's what go. we need to do in lives. We need to keep go. challenging ourselves. And I felt like a new challenge. And, the, and Jeremy from National Fire Radio and Rob were like, hey, man, we're looking to expand with some other shows. You want to jump on board? And I said, sure. And here we are, you know, episode, episode six or seven, whatever it is dropped today. So, um, cool, it's man. been a really cool thing. The, so. the, the podcast platform is really cool, man, because you have the opportunity to have conversations like this. And this is what uh, drove me to start Fireground Fitness was the, you know, we were having conversations everywhere I turned about interesting topics and being able to you know, share those conversations with other people. I'm like, you know, some of these conversations we're having at the firehouse table, but then that conversation stays in that firehouse and, and nobody else gets the benefit of that, of that dialogue. So yeah. being able to share that with, you know, some folks who maybe work in smaller departments or bigger departments and they hear a different perspective, you know, like being able to talk going way back to the beginning of our conversation, being able to talk about VEIS with somebody who actually does it. That's, that's huge for me. I don't, I, I'm like, yeah, I have these thoughts and ideas about it, but we don't practice that in my neck of the woods. So, so, you know, give me your perspective on it, right? And uh, that's a, a, a very cool uh, opportunity to share that with people from, you know, anybody who's interested in listening and, uh, you know, sharing it, sharing that ideas and thoughts. And, you know, I think, too, and, and, and we talked about this on, on my last episode, though, but when you, you make these friends from people that, like, by listening to podcasts, you know, we're all real people, you know? reach out, reach out on social media, ask me a question. I talk people, people are always like, Oh my God, I can't believe you answered my question. And I'm like, <laughs> why wouldn't I answer your question? You just asked it to me. You know, I may not get back to someone in two minutes, you know what I mean? But I'm like, if you got a question, ask it. Uh, and if I don't have the answer, I'm not going to make up some BS answer. I'm going to find the person who does if I know them. Right. Um, and and it, again, it started with fitness, but then these folks I have that, that are with me on the five, five, five team, I mean, we're all firefighters. The other day, my, my buddy Zog was talking about using a trash hook for a palm tree on fire. And I'm like, wait, what are you talking about a palm tree on fire? Like, we don't have palm tree. How, how does explain this one to me? And I just learned how to use a trash hook to bring down a palm tree when it's on fire. And, you know, but you learn these things. Be careful because that them. freaking palm tree skirt can be killer. Oh, yeah. What do you got? He didn't so, tell me about that. The, he set me up. The, the skirt of the palm tree can be hundreds and hundreds of pounds. What's So the skirt is what? The thing so at the top or the as bottom? The, as the palm fronds die and fold down, they create, okay. you know, have you ever seen it? You see a palm tree that has like a big, huge, like fur ball, kind of big collar around it. So yeah, when, yeah. They're, when they're not maintained, they develop this big, huge uh, nest, if you will, around the, around the palm fronds at the top. Well, well, we see this a lot because palm tree guys will go up there to cut them, to trim them, and the the um, that collar will slip, and the whole thing will come sliding down the tree and will trap the trimmer. 
the the uh, palm tree worker. Holy Right. So if you go up there Damn. and you're trying to hook that stuff and you start pulling it apart, if you're not careful, it'll the whole collar will drop and it's super heavy. So don't be climbing that palm tree and <laughs> without being be careful. I'm gonna listen at work when I go to work my next shift, I'm gonna tell all the boys about this. Oh. Just in case we encounter it one day. <laughs> you know, like it's it's knowledge that I just got that yeah. I'm gonna pass yeah. on to them. If you get like a some kind of mutual aid response into a <laughs> tropical area. <laughs> It's going to be a really long drive yeah. to the engine. I don't, I don't think my engine would make it, but yeah. we try. We'd be there. Yeah. But those are the things, right? You, right? you talk about these things with people, and you hear their stories, and like, look, man, I've been there for some of the 555 folks at some of their worst times in their career, and they've been there for me. you know. And having that outside opinion, that's the brotherhood you talked about uh, in the middle of the podcast or so. Yeah. You know, that, that's what it's all about. Like You, you find people – with common interests, with a common goal. And I describe 555 as a, a mission-based not-for-profit. And our mission started out with that reduction of line-of-duty death numbers. And I don't know if we're ever going to be able to do that because that's it, it, there's a lot of different factors into that just through fitness, let's say. But what our mission is is to make the fire service better than we found it. There you go. And I think we have definitely played a big part in that over these past seven years. Yeah. Hey man, every time, uh, you, uh, someone goes out in their bay or in their gym or wherever, and they pick up a piece of equipment that you guys, uh, put into their hands, you're making a change. And so that is, and you may not know that you may not ever know the effect that you're having, but man, I'm, I'm telling you, you're having an effect and that, that matters. Even if it's just, you know, that whole, that whole, you know, if you can get one person to change, then you've done, you've served your purpose, right? Well, that's a real thing. You know, if you can affect a small group, then that's a, that's a change in the right direction. And that's, that is very admirable. And I think it's great that you guys are doing that. And it's so cool to see too, because when you affect that one person's change, usually that affects someone else and then it affects someone else. Exactly. And before you know it, it's it's very, it, and I've used this pun a lot of times, or maybe not a pun, whatever it is, analogy, it spreads like wildfire. Yeah. And that's kind of like with fitness. If you're doing it the right way, and you're in it for the right reasons, and you're encouraging each other through it, man, the sky's the limit. And, and I'm really fortunate, the guys that I work with, um, they, we all kind of do our own thing when it comes to like what the, what lane we're in in the fitness world let's say uh and sometimes they cross but we're still all doing it together you know what i mean or, or socially distanced together right now <laughs> but uh yeah. you know it, it, it's pretty cool to see that and it's 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 that man it's just changing lives man and we're, we're fortunate too with social media because it's so easy to see that happen because people tell us their stories they like the pictures they talk about the workouts they share the workouts um so it's a it's been a cool cool ride and it's worldwide you know we only give the grants in the united states because i have no idea as i've told people from several countries i have enough a hard enough time keeping track of how to be a not-for-profit in the united states i couldn't (laughs) imagine if we went international right right now because i still have a career to go to um but you know people are doing the workouts around the world and it's so cool to see that too yeah that's awesome man so speaking of getting in a workout i know you got one queued up and uh another another fun one mrs mrs pip and i are about to hit hit the garage here and hit another one up nice so. i gotta i have a, I have a date with my daughter to go do the same thing so 
Nice. Yeah, it's going to be you, man. good awesome. afternoon. What, uh, in, in closing though, I know you've mentioned a couple different things, but tell us, you know, anybody who's trying to reach out to five, five, five fitness, or if they want to contact you or, they, or where can they listen to your, the, the size up podcast? I know you said sure, it, sure. but say it again in summary. No worries. And there's a lot too. So for five, five, five fitness, it's five, five, five fitness.org. Um, that's where you get the most amount of information and the most amount of information about the grant program. Um, we are on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as 555 Fitness. Uh, each day on the Instagram page, we put out free workouts. So they're there for your, uh, you know, if you're looking for something to do, there are literally, I guess we're at thousands now if it's been seven years or so, but I don't know, a lot of workouts up there. Um, we also have a free downloadable fitness app. Uh, it's on the iOS and Google Play Store as 555 Fitness. Um, each day you get the workouts there. And the cool part about the app is if you don't know what one of the moves are, there's a video attached to it to actually show you how to do the move. Oh, nice. Uh, so that's been a big help. He also has a leaderboard. So if you're one of the people that needs to, to see how they stack up, you can do that as well. Um, and when it comes to finding me, the best way to do it is on Instagram. Uh, and Instagram, I'm at 555pip. Uh, I pretty much put everything up about my life that goes on, let's say, from working out with my kids to drinking good beers and my, my on for 24 posts that everybody likes to pick on me about when I'm at work. Uh, but that's what, that lets my parents know I'm at work that day. So it keeps them from calling me and saying, are you working today? <laughs> um, and then uh, for the size up, uh, again, on Instagram, we're at the underscore size underscore up. Um, and you can listen to us. We're on YouTube, uh, iTunes store, SoundCloud, and I believe Stitcher now. I think you got Stitcher up and running. Um, we're still waiting to get over on to, to Spotify, but that's coming too. So, right on. Yeah, man, this has been a good talk, man. I'm glad we got to talk fire stuff. I figured you were just going to be like fitness, fitness, fitness the whole time, <laughs> but we got uh, a good fire, fire talk in there too. Well, we'll fires. have to, uh, we'll have to, you'll have to have a, uh, another one and talk about, uh, We'll do an East Coast, West Coast thing or something and, and have a oh, little bit more. Oh, dude, that's a battle. That's like that battle could go on forever, but it's a fun one. Yeah. It's definitely no. a, a... <laughs> we'll make it about <laughs> learning and sharing versus battle. <laughs> There's going to be some. Oh, no, there, there'll be some. See, but again, too, like it, it's it wouldn't be the fire service if we weren't going to have some fun with it. Right. Like, I mean, come on. It's like you guys go fight your brush fires. We'll, we'll stick with the structures. We'll stick with balloon frames in rows and see how that works. <laughs> uh, right on. Thanks brother. No problem, man. Appreciate it. That's all I got for today. Thanks Pip for taking time to sit and wrap with me. Always a pleasure. And if you are enjoying the Fireground Fitness Podcast, take the time to go to whatever platform it is you enjoy most. Subscribe to the podcast. Also, if you have an opinion, go to Apple Podcast, leave a review, leave a rating, share with me some feedback. You can also reach out via email. I'm at raingray at firegroundfitness.com. Feel free to holler at me there if you have a comment or would like to make a suggestion or if you just want to tell me how much you despise the podcast, you can do it there as well. Listen, what we talked about today is about preparing mentally, preparing physically for the work that we do on the fireground. And whatever it is you do in your life, whether you are a firefighter or you're working somewhere else in the fireground, preparation and sustaining your capacity is really important. So do whatever it takes. Get in the gym. Move around every day. 
build your capacity for functioning, for survival, for health and wellness and all those things. Go on out there and get some.